Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another segment and episode of Take a Break with... With, with Caroline. <laughs> and Lenis. I am Lenis, your wellness engineer, and I help women in STEM go from having that chaotic, crazy, hectic life and lots of stress to cultivating more consistent, mindful practices so they can have more impact, joy, and fulfillment in their lives. And I'm Caroline Milton. I'm the energy engineer and I'm the owner of Milton Coaching Collective, where we provide stress management and burnout prevention services for individuals and for organizations. Both Lennis and I care deeply about women in STEM and ensuring that women in STEM stay in STEM. Nearly 40% of women in STEM roles will leave their field of study through uh, by the midpoint of their career. And that's a pretty significant statistic when we consider that already women are underrepresented in these fields. Mm -hmm. And so we're both equally passionate about ensuring that women feel empowered uh, to be authentic, be successful in their careers while still being true to themselves. And we've talked about authenticity in earlier episodes, uh, but we really uh, want to continue our conversation around these indicators of health and how you can be empowered in your own journey of well-being to know when something is working or when something needs to be addressed and to not feel helpless uh, about your energy levels or the amount of pain in your body or um, other factors of your health. So today we are wrapping up that conversation. Yes, I'm excited because this is the part that our engineers bring love, which is the how-to. How do mm -hmm. we do this, right? We talked about some misleading indicators uh, that are not really connected to true health. We talked about indicators that do show you how your overall health is. And now it's like, what do we do to maintain those things, to bring them back to balance um, mm -hmm. and to just create, uh, you know, better health for you and maintain those indicators with uh, like a green light is what I call it, just a happy face. So why don't you start, Caroline, with the, with the sleep because that was one of the topics we talked about. What can we do about sleep when my when you're on call or when your uh, boss is telling you that you have to wake up at five in the morning for a conference call with you know the other side of the world? <laughs> yeah. So collecting data around your sleep can be such a difference maker in how you experience energy, joy, stress, <laughs> emotion in general, productivity. Um, and so I, I love to keep a stress, a stress, a sleep journal. Um, if you don't have something that again, will generate information for you. We mentioned that in last episode, but wearables like, um, the aura ring, like the whoop, uh, strap, uh, different watches, they will collect sleep data for you to help give feedback on quality of sleep. And of course we want to focus on the two cues. So quality and quantity. And I always say, start with quality if quantity is a challenge. So if you do have some variability in your schedule that demands you be up earlier on certain days than others, focus on quality. So eliminate caffeine within 10 hours of going to sleep. 
caffeine has a half-life of five hours, which means that it takes 10 or more hours for it to completely leave your system. Caffeine will impact your quality of sleep. And this is definitely misleading for many people was true for me as well, because I could drink a caffeine energy drink at seven o'clock and still be asleep by 10. But it's not impacting your ability to go to sleep. It's impacting the quality of sleep that you're getting in that it is inverting different sleep cycles and impacting the duration of time that you're spending in those sleep cycles, which impairs your body's ability to repair, restore, recover from illness or injury. So watch your caffeine intake. I am having a cup of coffee this morning. I don't drink coffee afternoon. I would love to not drink coffee at all. I ebb and flow in my relationship with coffee, but um, I don't drink coffee afternoon because my bedtime is 10 o'clock sharp and I don't want caffeine to be a factor. Alcohol, stress before bed, they're also going to impact the quality of sleep that you're getting. Again, this is a big misconception because a lot of people use alcohol to relax, right? It's a depressant. It helps bring our energy levels down. It helps the body feel uh, numb in some ways and just is a really easy tool after a long stressful day of I'm gonna have a beer or I'm gonna have a glass of wine or a cocktail to unwind but it's impacting the quality of sleep that you're getting in that until that alcohol is out of your bloodstream, it does not go through its normal cycle of sleep. So by taking those three things into consideration, implementing stress management before you go to bed, limiting caffeine, limiting alcohol, you can start to make a difference in the quality of sleep that you're getting when quantity is, is still variable for you. Yeah, I want to shift gears now to tackle our conversation about bowel movements and the connection between your gut and your mind and what's going on there, because there's a kind of like one simple solution for those two issues, which is fiber. Make sure that you are getting enough fiber in your mm. uh, meals, whether it's through fruits, through vegetables, like yeah. Fiber is something that regardless of what fat, trendy diet is going on, they're going to tell you to eat certain veggies. They're going to tell you to eat certain fruits. And it's because that fiber is feeding the good bacteria, the good microbiome. And it's also allowing your body to move through taking all the nutrients and the vitamins and micronutrients that it needs and allows for the waste to be processed in a way that it's not, um, that it goes every day versus just collecting it and packing it and not making it very comfortable when you go to the bathroom. So I think fiber, it's another um, key thing yeah. that you can do. Start small, look at your grocery list. How many items in there are you buying in the produce aisle? That is one place where I where I like to start. It's the first place you enter the supermarket for a reason. So if you can just start modifying slightly um, your grocery shopping list to add one or two items that have that are rich in fiber. It can be anything. Leafy greens are wonderful um, for your hormones again, all as well. So 
you know, start with something that has a milder flavor, for example, spinach versus kale. I know kale is a lot more mm -hmm. bitter. So start with something milder uh, where you can start creating the habit of uh, introducing more fiber into your day-to-day uh, -day habits, for sure. And in terms of tracking things like these, again, I come back to, to a journal. And I know when you're feeling stressed out and overwhelmed that journaling in addition to all of the other demands of your day can feel really intimidating but it is such an important step in paying attention to the clues right and these really are it's data it's clues mm -hmm. so how many what did i eat today and we're not looking at it from a like oh great job you only ate clean today versus oh bad job you had a bag of chips after dinner right right not speaking from experience in the recent <laughs> week on that one. Um, but am I getting enough fiber? How hungry was I throughout the day? Did I notice any uh, lapses in energy level mm -hmm. that perhaps were due to not eating enough of something, right? A lot yeah. of times we can make the mistake of eating a meal that's lacking healthy fats or lacking protein sources, and that leaves our body still sending a signal that it needs more and uh, can result in a lower satiation. So when we use a journal to ask questions like, how is my energy level today? Which as you mentioned in an earlier episode can ebb and flow based on our hormones and other factors, but can also be used at, over a span of time mm -hmm. to identify that there is something that needs to be addressed. If you're going weeks, months with chronically low energy, that is a, an indication that something needs to be addressed. Paying attention to those bowel movements, asking yourself, how many times did I go to the bathroom today? Did I notice anything inconsistent in those bowel movements? All of that is helpful information. Love a good spreadsheet. If you prefer spreadsheets <laughs> to journals, go for it. Because yeah. put it in a pivot table, it's going to be great. <laughs> um, and the last thing I, I would like to advise is we talked about, as women, our hormonal cycle. And men, if you have daughters or if you have a wife that you know has a lot of cramps or gets a lot of mood swings and things like that, this will be helpful for you as well. But is use a tracking app, right? Tracking. And this is going to be consistent throughout any habit for your indications of health. It's tracking. Getting the data is so important. Becoming the scientist of your own body is really important. So I personally have a tracking app on my phone. Every morning I take my temperature. I have my thermometer on top of my phone um, such that I take my temperature, I plug it in, and it's done for the day. And the app will do everything for you, calculate, you know, how your cycle is going, the ups and downs in your temperature, and you're able to see the bigger picture as well. So um, using a female, female um, hormonal menstrual cycle app, it's going to be a fantastic tool for you to start recognizing when you're getting the symptoms of bloating, when you're getting like mood swings, when you what phase of your cycle you're in, and give you a lot of information. So I love uh, using my cycle app because it really yeah. helps. Yeah. It, 
tech is great. And I know that there are several wearables now that will um, give information on those factors as well, because your heart rate variability shifts throughout your cycle, as well as your temperature and other factors in your sleep. So mm -hmm. if, if that is within your budget and something that interests you, I know Garmin uh, Tech has that. I know Aura Tech has that. I know Apple Tech has that. So those are great resources that you could pursue as well. Yeah. And if you have a tool that you want to share with us and everybody else that sees uh, this episode and joins us today, just drop them in the comments. I love to learn from what else everybody uh, is using so we can you know, incorporate it into our day-to-day our -day lives. So uh, with that, we move into a habit or thing that we're working on this week. So Caroline, you want to share with us something you want to um, remind the viewers? <laughs> Yeah, one thing that I'm really paying attention to and being much more intentional about this week is stretching, actually, uh, and paying attention to the mobility of my body. The weather was a little nicer earlier in the week, and I headed out for a run, and I noticed some pain in joints, uh, in my knee, in my heel as well. And we've talked a little bit about pain, and those are great signals or indicators of something that needs to be addressed and can be a result of tight muscles pulling your, your joints uh, out of alignment. So a consistent stressing routine is really important for me and my health and well-being. More than like actually maybe second to going for walks regularly, but more than, you know, lifting heavy weights or, you know, getting the cardio in. I think stretching is so important for longevity in our mobility. Uh, and thinking about as an elderly person, how do I want my body to feel? And stretching can be key in that. I also love to compound it with some breathing exercises to employ a little bit of meditation and stress management. So it's something I'm refocusing on in um, this week and would challenge you at home too. You can look for a, a sequence on YouTube. You can subscribe to a service that will lead you through stretching, or you can just stretch on your own. But that's a, a really helpful way of honoring your body. Yeah. So one thing that lifts my spirit up and I want to share with you is uh, music. I love music and I have uh, the wonderful thing about using technology and apps is that now you can create different playlists uh, for for yourself. So I encourage you to create an uplifting uh, playlist that is going to help you just create that boost in energy when you're feeling like your energy crashes because of other things going on. That is just a very quick happiness fix that I call where even before we jump on this uh, to record this episode, I just put a song and I just started dancing to it because it really is that movement and that joy of listening to something that you love uh, that creates a little bit more ease into your day and something that you can write later on that you're proud of that you did. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank you for watching and taking a break with us. I am Lenis. And I'm Caroline. And I would encourage you, if you're finding value in these episodes, tag a friend in the comments, someone that you think would also really love the content that we're talking about, who needs a support system for women in STEM. We'd love to be that support system. We appreciate you spending part of your day, part of your week with us, and we will see you next week. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Bye.